Welcome, thanks for tuning in. Today is all about mining in 2023. My name is Jesse Pilke and today I'm speaking with Nico Smith for the second time. He's a Bitcoin mining specialist who's recently released his long form report all about mining in 2023, hash rate developments, difficulty, ASIC profitability, trends and a lot more. We're giving you a high-level overview. Um, you can download his report for free if you want to follow along. And yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Nice. Welcome back uh, to Hash Rate Up. Today, I have the wonderful opportunity to talk to somebody for the second time. Um, since we've been doing this, this video thing on here, he has not been on, but he's been previously a guest on the show. Hello, Nico. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. No, no problem. You've got interesting things to talk about. So that's always good, good for me. Um, last time we spoke a bunch about South America and, and how the, the mining market worked there and what your job really entailed and stuff like that. So anybody that wants to go back and uh, learn about what Nico, Nico does for a living uh, is welcome to do so. Today, Nico, we're going to speak about a very interesting uh, report that you released. Um, we're going to talk about the Bitcoin mining boom report, which is basically a, a year review report on 2023 and everything hash rate and Bitcoin mining. Would you summarize it as that? Is that a correct summary or, or not? Yeah, it's, it's an annual review, uh, I would say. And uh, I, I named it the Bitcoin mining boom because of the explosive growth we saw in, uh, in hash rate uh, last year. Nice. Okay, so before we get started, uh, our block time currently is at... 826873. We are at 513 extra hashes on the 30 day. And then we have a hash price of 7848. Um, came down a bunch, which is surprising, right? Because we've had that huge cold snap in the US. I've, so, I've seen gnarly pictures of mines being completely frozen over. I've, I'm sure you've seen those. As well. yeah. But uh, interestingly enough, the, the hash rate um, dropped quite significantly, but um, the hash price didn't really explode to the upside. Uh, only saw a small, small, small jump from what I saw. Um, yeah, interesting. Do you have any any thoughts around that? Why why was that? Do you think? No, I, I think sometimes it has to do with timing, right? So uh, the curtailment started right at the the end of the epoch, let's say. So uh, uh, hash rate came down a bit, but uh, the average block time not so much. So uh, therefore, uh, the 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 downwards adjustment uh, was there, but not not huge. Okay. Uh, I think. Um, what's interesting to see, I think, is that uh, the, the effect on the network of this 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 cold weather is almost uh, uh, worse than the than the heat waves in the summer. So that's uh, interesting. Huh. To see. In what way? What do you mean? Uh, a bigger retracement in uh, okay. percentage wise. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe more sensitivity to the to the colder temperatures there. Um, yeah, but most importantly, block 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 times only went to like ten point three minutes on average. I think I saw on Mempool, mm -hmm. um, which yeah, once again proves how how great the Bitcoin network works. Right, um, we get a loss of what was it twenty five percent of the hash rate or something. Um, yeah, it was quite a dip. Quite yeah. a dip, and you can still you know perform and use the blockchain uh, as you could before. But enough of that. Um, Nico, you, you wrote a great report. I will be completely honest. I've not read through it all. But what we will do today is give, uh, give viewers and listeners uh, an overview. This At this point, I should say, if you are listening on audio, this is probably one of those episodes that you need to see on YouTube. So visit the Swan YouTube channel and, and find us there once this is released, um, because we're going to be showing a bunch of graphics and that's going to be the main focus point of, of this show. So, Nico, why don't you get us started um, with the yeah. first couple of slides and talk us through what you what you worked on? Yeah, sure. Um, so the, the report is available for free uh, on, on my website, uh, but I, I'll try to describe the, the, the charts as, uh, as best as possible so that those that only listen to the, to the podcast also understand it. Um, the report I wrote exists of uh, five chapters, of which uh, three I will uh, go through uh, uh, today. Uh, and the, the first chapter is, uh, is about the state of the network, uh, whereby uh, I mostly looked into the, the network hash rates. 
Um, and here you see a, a line chart of the seven day moving average uh, of network hash rates. Uh, and you can see that uh, we started the year 2023 uh, at 265 exahash uh, and finished uh, the year uh, around 515 uh, exahash. So the network almost doubled. Uh, it was a 94.3% growth. Uh, and 250 exahash was added. So that's uh, an equivalent of 2.5 million uh, S19J Pros, 100 terahash, which I think uh, is, uh, is a good way to look at it and, and also understand how impressive uh, the growth uh, has been. Um, we saw an all-time high in December of uh, 547 exahash, uh, and it, uh, it cooled down a bit uh, after that. Um, I also looked into the, the, the increase in speed of growth. Uh, so last year we, uh, we broke uh, uh, the 300 exahash uh, level, but also the 400 and 500. Uh, and we saw that the amount of days per additional 100 exahash to the network uh, was decreasing quite, uh, quite significantly. So the first 100 uh, exahash uh, that were added to the, to the network uh, took uh, 3,581 uh, days. Uh, so it was in early January, I believe, 2020, when the first 100 exahash uh, was, uh, was achieved. Um, and after that, it took only 840 days to, to add uh, another 100 exahash uh, and reach a 200 uh, exahash level. Um, to reach the 300 level, so going from 200 to 300 uh, exahash, uh, it took uh, a few more days than a year. Uh, and then the last uh, 100 exahashes, so from 3 to 400 and uh, 400 to 500, uh, were added even, even quicker. So in 146 days and 136 uh, days. So uh, um, the speed in which the, the, the network grew, each 100 exahash uh, increased. But um, yeah, I think uh, uh, looking at the difference between the going from three to 400 and from four to 500, uh, the, the amount of days are very close. So I think that we, we are reaching like the, the max speed uh, of deployment, let's say. Um, if you look at uh, month over month growth, it was very interesting to see last year, we saw a new all time high in the network uh, uh, hash rate each month. Uh, and with exception of, uh, of June, uh, each month uh, finished higher than it started. So we saw a grow uh, almost each month, with exception of June, uh, and in June is where the curtailment of the summer, uh, the summer curtailment started, so that impacted that uh, that number. Um, but a, a, a new all-time high each month uh, is is historic. Do you uh, remember, Nico, on this? Maybe yeah, go back to that. Um, yeah. In December, you don't see, or in that winter time, you don't see any of those um snaps to the downside no in january why do you think that is why is there no snap to the downside when uh, last year there was in in uh, december uh, or in 2022 uh, december 2022 but that's not included in here because i look at 2023 uh -huh. and we, so have to we did see now, that right? that's yeah 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 so the i think that uh, that cold weather in this in the states um uh, came a bit earlier in in december 2022 so that's uh, that's the main reason. Um, and then looking at the reasons behind this uh, explosive growth, I think that one of the biggest reasons is the, that the market sentiment improved uh, uh, last year. Uh, I don't know if you recall, but in January last year, so about a year ago, we uh, recovered, or Bitcoin price recovered back above 20K. Uh, and um, yeah, there was this first uh, little spark of hope that, uh, that the bottom was in. Uh, and uh, and uh, the market sentiment improved uh, throughout the year actually because uh, mostly of the of the ETF uh, um, uh, ETF rumors uh, I said speculations yeah. yeah so the the rumors around the ETF uh, boosted really the the Bitcoin price. Um, other reasons behind the growth of the network was that uh, supply chain issues that we saw in 2021 2022 with regards to uh, electrical infrastructure and, uh, and semiconductors, uh, uh, those were um, uh, eased. Uh, and a lot of mining uh, equipment, uh, especially the, the XPs, 
uh, that were ordered in 2021, 2022, so future orders that were done at the end of the, the bull market, um, they, uh, they came online in the, in the first half of 2023. So uh, future orders were placed, those took a while to manufacture, they were delivered, and then before they uh, ended up on the, on the rack and, uh, and were connected uh, uh, and, and went live, uh, it, it took quite a while, and those effects we saw in the beginning of 2023. Um, another reason that we saw such an explosive growth is that uh, uh, ASICs improved in efficiency. So the miners that came online were more efficient than previous miners. Uh, and that meant that uh, less uh, electricity was needed and less infrastructure was needed to, to reach that same, uh, same hash rate output. Mm, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah, no. Yeah, if you have a question, just uh, interrupt. Yeah, no, we we're gonna cover it now. The the deployments internationally that um, that really interests me. But um, keep keep going. Let's go yeah. through the list. Yeah, so I'll, 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 that's a, a further down the list. Uh, also, ASIC prices hit a record low, so it was cheap to uh, to purchase uh, mining equipment, uh, and energy prices were less uh, elevated. So uh, especially uh, the gas prices were lower in 2023 than 2022, which made uh, margins higher and uh, it became more profitable to mine. Um, the upcoming halving that we have this year, uh, end of uh, April, beginning of May, also was a, a pressure or motivation for, for miners to deploy as much as they, they, they could to uh, benefit from the, the current uh, uh, block subsidy, uh, which will be sli sliced in half in a couple of months. Um, and then, yeah, the deployments internationally is also something we saw in 2023. Um, so I don't know what your what your question was with regards to that. Yeah, my my question is why you think that drove growth? Because the same hash rate could have been deployed probably, uh, well, nationally, if we want to talk about the US as our baseline. Yeah, so it's not that uh, the U.S. didn't grow. Like uh, there was a lot of growth in the in the U.S. Uh, the U.S. houses uh, a lot of public uh, miners that have uh, access to a lot of capital and and were deploying throughout the year. Um, but in 2023, we did see more. Uh, um, yeah, yeah um, uh, news events. Let's say uh, with regards to other uh, other countries. Mm -hmm. Um, the Middle East came uh, in the news quite a bit, uh, with uh, Marathon being active in the, in the UAE, uh, and also uh, Oman uh, announcing that they uh, they uh, are um, trying to 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 get investors uh, to their country to to invest in Bitcoin mining. Uh, Miners like Bitfarm uh, and also Marathon uh, uh, announced that they were uh, mining or they're going to start mining in, in Paraguay. Uh, and uh, Bitfarm also uh, uh, increased their capacity in, in Argentina. <clears throat> so you saw quite some announcements worldwide. Uh, and uh, even though there's a, 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 there was this China ban in 2021, uh, there's uh, rumors and, and suspicion that there's quite some uh, hash rate coming from China still. Uh, the data is less accessible, let's say. It's being pushed uh, underground, but uh, uh, yeah, suspicions is there that uh, there's quite some mining uh, going on in China yeah. still. I mean, uh, <clears throat> all three manufacturers, right? Avalon, um, MicroBT, Bitmain, they all have, all these major ones, they all have still their, their productions in, in China and in so I, you know, I am not quite sure how thorough that ban is. Um, and as you say, I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen numbers up to like twenty percent of the hash rate still being there, or something like that. They're true, which is huge, yeah. right? Because it's can't all be guerrilla miners. Um, but yeah, you you listed and also some mining pools are are China based, yeah, right? Exactly, like, uh, like Antpol, for example. Right. So so uh, China still has a big influence on the. I think banned is a big word in this context. Yeah. So the manufacturers increasing the self-mining fleet, do you know more about that? Is that public information or is that pretty private? Yeah, so Canaan, uh, they, uh, uh, they deployed machines uh, that were hosted uh, with Stronghold. Uh, also, Antpool, uh, uh, which is uh, linked or related uh, to Bitmain, they started a, a big cloud mining service. 
and now also uh, um, you saw a release about uh, BitFuFu, which is also related to uh, Bitmain. Um, uh, they're also increasing their self-mining activities. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know from, uh, from colleagues, let's say, in, uh, in the industry that, uh, that Bitmain and, uh, and Kanan and, and WatchMiner, in a lesser extent, uh, were, were looking for, uh, for space to, uh, to deploy their machines. Yeah. So I know we're going to probably talk about 2024 or this year. Um, a bit more later, but if you look at the list, right, market sentiment improved. I think that that is something we can check off next year when we do this. Uh, supply and chain issues, yeah. Let's see what's what's still to come, right? I, I know in yeah. uh, uh, on the Horn of Africa, we now have have issues with the supply chain again, which is a super important uh, uh, logistics route. So as a result, now all these yeah. ships are coming past my house here in Cape Town and going around oh, yeah, the yeah. bottom, right? Um, improved efficiency of ASICs that will come online, M60s, S21s, uh, T21s, that's going to happen this year. Yeah. Um, ASIC prices are still pretty low. Uh, energy prices are structurally higher, I feel like, right? If you look around hosting, not just in the US, but in uh, South America and the Nordics as well, like power is more, more expensive. Um, the upcoming halving obviously will not be a factor. Um, but then, you know, deployments internationally, I think that's going to be a continuous this year story um, that we will talk about next year again. And then, yeah, manufacturers, yeah. Who, who knows? Maybe they will, will keep increasing. Okay, but those are the main reasons that you've identified. And yeah, I, I can't think of, of any other big ones right now that, that you missed. So yeah, good job on that. Should we continue? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, in 2024, uh, yeah, I, we can expect more hash rate to come online. Uh, and this is based on, uh, on the orders that were made by, by public miners. So they have to announce when they uh, do big purchases uh, of, of mining equipment. And last year, 1.4 billion uh, in purchase commitments were, uh, were uh, published. Uh, and uh, more than half, 760 million, was ordered in Q4 of 2024. Um, so we saw a total of almost 80 extra hash that was ordered, of which uh, 45 uh, uh, extra hash was uh, ordered in Q4. And most of these companies, they, uh, they aim to get this uh, online in, uh, in the first part of, uh, of 2023. Yeah. So, Who are the uh, yeah. biggest ones we for, for Q4 2023? I can see Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Riot had like a, an eighteen wow. uh, extra hash uh, purchase. Insane. So, uh, Rockdale. Two hundred, uh, two hundred fifty-two million uh, uh, order. So that's that's quite significant. Crazy. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It sets the baseline. And for also, uh, I found it. Yeah, we want to talk about that later. Again. Yeah. Like w w which where that you know, 50% hurdle is that you have to be on um, to stay profitable after the halving. It sets the baseline for that, I feel like, quite strongly, all these these purchases. Yeah. Now, what what yeah. cost per hash Phoenix Group and, and players like uh, Riot will have. But yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, I, th those numbers, they also uh, publish what they pay, uh, the, the, the amount of dollars they pay per terra hash, uh, which uh, if you look at this list, uh, it's... It was lowered, like in the beginning of the year, it was a bit higher, and then later on in the year, it was a bit lower. Uh, and many of these orders later in the year were also the the newest machines, right? The sub twenty uh, joule per tera hash machines, like the the S twenty one. And if you, if you look at Bit Farms, for example, they uh, they went from S nineteens S nineteen J Pros to S twenty ones directly. They they never. Uh, hopped on the bandwagon of the of the XP, so they uh, they skip a generation, let's say. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, there's quite some extra hash coming up uh, uh, in 2023. Um, yeah, and uh, it, or 2024, I meant to say. Uh, and uh, um, in 2024, we have this uh, the having coming up. Um, and if you look at uh, at previous halvings, you see uh, uh, quite a drop in hash rates. Uh, last having uh, in 2020, it was uh, uh, a 25% uh, decrease in uh, hash rate. Uh, but if you look at the days that 
that it took to recover back to the uh, amount of uh, extra hash it was before the halving. Uh, those periods are not too long. Last time it took 39 days, so that's a bit over a month, and uh, and the and the and the dip is recovered. Let's say so. Uh, um, yeah, there will probably be extra hash or hash rate coming offline, but uh, the days to recover, uh, I wouldn't expect uh, it to be a long time. So what does that tell us about um, the, the hash price curve, right? It'll get halved, then it'll jump up. So if the halving was tomorrow, we're at 78, be like 39, probably jump up to, well, let's call it 15%. I don't know. Give me a, a round number, like 40, maybe... You know. Yeah, I don't think like uh, it's not like uh, machines go offline uh, from one day to the other. So it will be, uh, I think, uh, it will take a couple of days before machines uh, turn off. But it's also, uh, I, I wonder if this uh, this drop will be similar uh, um, like previous drops because in twenty twenty two we saw uh, quite a severe bear market. Uh, but not a lot of hash rate came online. Like many companies went bankrupt uh, uh, or started refinancing their uh, their business, but their the the miners were they they kept on hashing. Let's say so they they the rigs stayed online while they changed hands or, or or were refinanced. Yeah. So I I'm, I'm curious to see what's happening now. Also, um, shutting off is uh, is a, is a big step. Uh, so I, I, I suspect that maybe companies go bankrupt, but then they merge or get acquired by others while they uh, keep uh, keep on hashing. Uh, and also, um, yeah, not everybody can sh just shut off for for a while because you have a contract with your energy provider uh, and you might lose that contract. So there might be uh, miners that just continue to mine at the last, hoping for that uh, the bump in, in price. Uh, and uh, that they will survive that period of negative yeah, uh, returns. Or they will just replace the machines, right? Uh, they can replace machines and mining uh, in comparison to 2020, uh, 2020. It became more sophisticated, right? Like uh, now uh, there's a lot of firmware available. Machines are able to power down and become more, uh, more efficient. So I expect um, that miners will... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll play more with that, like uh, powering down instead of shutting off completely uh, and by powering down, in increasing their efficiency, reducing their uh, power usage. Um, so uh, what do you guess here? Nico, do you have a, a, a guess that you want to make on how low it'll drop or how much it'll drop? By? Yeah, later, later on, uh, uh, we can have a look at where uh, the majority of the network is. So I, I do expect a drop. Uh, but I expect it to be uh, like, I think a lot of people expect a 25 to 30% drop, but that doesn't come. That's my <laughs> suspicion that uh, we all hope for it, but that uh, uh, it will disappoint uh, those that stay online. Uh, uh, that it's not so, not so, not such a deep pullback because uh, miners just keep on mining. Mm -hmm. Um, so the next slide, uh, you can see uh, a chart of coin metrics. Uh, they analyzed uh, the network efficiency. Um, so in January of 2023, the average uh, efficiency was 36.6 uh, joules per terahash. And at the end of the year, there was 32.2 uh, joules uh, per terahash. So if you want to know where you're standing, this is a like if you if you're below that average, then uh, I would say that's a, that's a positive thing. Uh, so in a year, the energy usage per tera has decreased twelve uh, percent, um, and you see that this 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 line has been going uh, down for quite some years, but it's it's flattening flattening out uh, a bit. That is, do you know the the energy price of this? Of the year. What do you mean, the energy price? Yeah, by by, you know that that slider that um, uh, that Cambridge has on their website, like it shows the the average uh, efficiency yeah. and, and profitability at different levels. I think they use like five cents as the baseline or something. But be interesting. I mean, uh, okay, no, yeah, that I uh, I did include in the, in okay, the report. Okay, gotcha. I did use that their site to see to check the overall 
uh, energy usage, which was uh, around uh, 18 gigawatts mm-hmm. uh, at the end of uh, 2023. Yeah. But I didn't look at that, uh, that data. All right, then um, going to uh, part two, which is mining economics. Uh, and in mining economics, uh, uh, Bitcoin price is a very important indicator. I know there's a lot of uh, analysts out there, so I'll keep this one short. We saw price... Uh, going from 16,500 to uh, to around 44,800 so uh, 171.5% uh, increase year over year which is uh, fantastic for all, uh, all the bitcoin bulls um, and uh, here I show a chart with uh, yearly can- candles so uh, annual price uh, action of bitcoin uh, and you can see the the cyclicality that uh, bitcoin has of uh, uh, one red candle followed by uh, three green ones. Uh, and what we can see is that uh, uh, we had the strongest uh, recovery candle uh, after such uh, a, a red bearish uh, candle uh, in Bitcoin's history. So uh, last year was really, a, really an yeah. amazing year from yeah. a price uh, price standpoint. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, difficulty adjustments. Last year, there were 27 uh, adjustments in, in total, uh, of which seven were downwards and 20 were upwards. Uh, it shouldn't be a surprise that the majority was upwards because of the increase in, in hash rate. Um, the highest uh, upward adjustment uh, was an increase of 10.26%, uh, and the biggest decrease was uh, 3.59%. And these both happened in January, so the volatility uh, Difficulty-wise, uh, was uh, was uh, a bit higher at the beginning of the year in comparison to the rest of the year. Um, the year started with a difficulty of uh, 35.36 trillion, and we went all the way up to uh, 72.01 trillion, which is a uh, uh, over a hundred percent increase or doubling. So on, uh, and it's been. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, Nikos, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There's always a bit of a lag when we do this no. online, right? Um, the I I always wonder with hash price, uh, the the Bitcoin price matters for maybe like two weeks, right? Because at most, because then we have the difficulty adjustment. Do you see uh, the difficulty adjustment catch the hash price down? Um, when it got got elevated because of Bitcoin's price, or or how do you see those two factors play together over the last year? Yeah, then I'll, I'll jump to the next slide, which is hash value. There you can see the the impact of uh, of the difficulty adjustments. So uh, hash value is the amount of Bitcoin a miner can earn per peta hash per day, mm-hmm. and a peta hash is a thousand tera hash. Um, here in this chart. Uh, you can see that uh, for the bigger part of the year, hash value uh, has been stair-stepping down. Um, and hash value is influenced by the by the block subsidy, uh, uh, the transaction fees, and then the difficulty adjustment. Um, so here you see like uh, the, the the impact of the, the difficulty adjustments quite uh, uh, quite good. So what is that huge um, spike? Has, yeah, what is that huge spike? Yeah, so... That huge spike is the transaction fees mm-hmm. uh, due to the ordinal inscriptions. So uh, uh, we saw one spike in, in March, which was uh, short-lived. It, it was one week, uh, in, within one week, it went up and down again. And towards the end of the year, the spikes were less high, but uh, the elevated uh, transaction fees were uh, were uh, yeah sustained for a longer period. If you, if you average that out, right? If you take the the spike out there and you see that sort of stepping function down, if if from what I said before, if difficulty adjustment catches Bitcoin price, then it would be so, somewhat of a flat line, right? But here we see um, here we see a, a steady move downwards. That is because of the steady growth in hash rate, I assume. Yeah, so this is hash value. It's expressed in uh, Bitcoin uh, and not in dollars. So uh, the next slide will be about hash price. There you see a different uh, effect because of uh, uh, okay. because hash price is influenced by Bitcoin price as well. Right, of course, yeah. But maybe to uh, 
to close this slide, let's say um, uh, we start the year at uh, 0 0.00359 Bitcoin per petahash per day and ended at 0 0.00242. So that's a 32.4% uh, decrease. Uh, and we saw a spike, like the highest uh, level we saw in, in May when uh, when the first time uh, for when those, uh, uh, that uh, ordinal craze uh, happened for the first time. So looking at hash price, where uh, um, yeah the Bitcoin price does play a role, you see a, a bit of a different picture. Uh, uh, most of the year we were ranging between the eighty dollars per petahash per day, uh, and uh, on the on the top end, and then sixty dollar per petahash per day on the lower end. So we were ranging, going up and down in the in that range, let's say. Um, and then towards the end of the year, uh, Bitcoin price um, uh, breached the, the 35,000 uh, level. Uh, and there was this uh, increased uh, transaction fees. And that pushed um, uh, hash price all the way up to $128 per petahash per day. Um, so, yeah, at a certain point, uh, price uh, will outpace a network uh, hash rate. Um, at least in the bull market, let's say, uh, and then uh, hash price will will increase. Yeah. Um, for for your reference, the previous peak of the bull market was around four hundred dollars uh, per petahash per day, so uh, significantly uh, higher. Question is whether we can reach those levels again. Um, I think if uh, if we don't have any. Uh, crazy uh, activity with regards to transactions and transaction fees. Uh, it's uh, it's far-fetched, but um, yeah, at a certain point, if uh, Bitcoin follows its cyclicality uh, that it's shown, uh, that it has, has shown in, in, in the past, then uh, Bitcoin price will outpace uh, uh, network hash rate and, and hash price will, will jump uh, uh, Significantly, yeah. I mean, look, the, there's yeah. always different different approaches to this, and I mean, we're seeing this, and everybody sort of has their theory, and I guess this is where also miners, you know, have to analyze this data and see what they what they do and where they're competitive and where they're not according to the halving and the fleet setup rate. But now, if you just look at it from a you know very basic standpoint, saying, hey, if we want to add another 500 extra hash to the network, it'll be very very difficult. Like the first 500 were a lot easier than the next, right? But now, if there's no there's no upside, there's no limit to the upside when it comes to Bitcoin, right? If these ETFs keep doing what they're doing, um, and supply mm -hmm. keeps getting scarcer and scarcer, but there is a there is a limit on on how fast on, and how much infrastructure you can add um, in the same time, especially, right? So over time, you know, it'll it'll catch up. But I think there's a there's a big chance that with a big jumps in price, the hash price will actually stay elevated for quite a lot of time because there's simply not, you know, enough room and capacity um, to, to to grow the hash rate as quickly as the Bitcoin yeah. price goes up. Yeah, a build out uh, can easily take uh, between a year and a year and a half, right? Yeah. Like uh, uh, signing uh, power partition contracts, uh, acquiring land, and then getting all the inputs to uh, or infrastructure to build a build a mine. It takes time. It's very uh, a slow process. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at a certain point, it will will catch up. And the same goes for uh, ASIC uh, ASIC prices, which I'll uh, discuss a bit later. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, right now, there's uh, a lot of ASICs available. Uh, there will be a point in time probably when. Uh, uh, demand uh, outpaces supply, and then the the prices of ASICs will uh, increase again. Uh, so jumping to the next slide, so, uh, which, which is about transactions per block. Uh, last year, we saw an average transaction per block uh, hitting new all-time highs. Uh, so there were uh, around uh, 4,500 transactions uh, uh, per block. Uh, and the previous high was recorded in April of 2019, around uh, uh, 2,500 uh, transactions per block. So that's, uh, yeah. That's quite, a yearly uh, average, right? Quite, no. Uh, no, it's a, it's a daily average. All right. New or it's an average high. per block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, an, an uh, average transaction per block. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. 
uh, yeah, th- I think this is very interesting because, uh, uh, yeah, we're not in a, in a full pool uh, bull market yet, and you see this amount of uh, transactions going on. Um, so the transaction fees in in uh, US dollars, uh, we saw spike in May and the last two months of 2023, uh, which had to do with these uh, ordinal inscriptions. Um, and uh, it was also interesting to see that the transaction fees, as percentage of the of the total block reward, uh, reached levels uh, that are similar to the to the top of the bull market in 2017. So transaction fees as a percentage uh, of total uh, block reward were very high. Uh, and so high that uh, if you look at uh, transaction fees in, in Bitcoin, uh, in May and December, transaction fees were even higher than the block subsidy. So it surpassed that uh, 6.25 uh, Bitcoin per block, um, which is uh, yeah, quite exceptional. But with the halving coming up, uh, it's probably uh, going to be uh, happening more uh, uh, in, the, in the future. Uh, and the reason being, obviously, that the block subsidy will be cut in half. So you need less transaction fees to uh, surpass the, the block subsidy. Um, yeah, I already mentioned shortly the ordinal inscriptions, uh, the reasons behind the high fees. Uh, last year, the highest daily spending on, on ordinal inscriptions was uh, almost 10 million, which was recorded on uh, December 12th. Uh, we saw uh, over 52 uh, million inscriptions uh, and uh, and uh, around 180 million uh, dollars spent on uh, inscriptions. What do you mean by um, spent? You... What, was it on transaction so fees? So fees, fees, okay. yeah, transaction fees spent on inscriptions uh, alone. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, and this uh, this data I have from I got from the a website called uh, June. Uh, so if you are interested in ordinals and uh, Everything around the, it's all the data they uh, they compile there. All the miners are very happy about ordinals. What is your what is your take? You it, think no, not not an ordinals person or not person? I'm just saying, is this going to stick around? You think for 2024 and and afterwards, or do you think because now we've already come down, right? Right now we're talking about 32 um, sets per vbyte. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, we might see more spikes if. Uh, if new developments happen uh, in, in in that area, um, I don't know if it will be a sustained. Like it's it's sustained quite a bit in November and December, so that uh, that was good to see. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they, uh, we we probably see uh, something similar that, that there's times that uh, a certain application becomes uh, or inscription becomes popular, and then uh, uh, yeah, many uh, many jump on it and. Uh, and compete for block space and are willing to to pay a higher millions price. man yeah yeah millions yeah. <laughs> all right and uh, lastly uh, on this part uh, I look at the daily minor revenue so that's the the block subsidy and the transaction fees taken together and then uh, um yeah, you, you get a, an amount in uh, in US dollars um, so a big part of 2023 the daily minor revenue did not break 40 million, uh, but uh, towards the end of the year, it, uh, it rose as high as uh, 64 million. Um, and for comparison, the top of the 21 bull market, uh, we saw uh, 75 million in daily uh, minor revenue. So uh, getting close to that uh, that bull market top, while well, we're not in the, in the bull market yet, or in the full-on bull market, not parabolic phase at least. Uh, so yeah, next part is on the ASIC markets. I don't know if you uh, had any questions on, about the previous sector. No, I think I think you you covered it all. It's just you know what are the the biggest adjustments really? Um, talking about difficulty, why did those happen? You know, once the ordinals, I think um, you know made made miners come online because they could earn so much more money. So the difficulty had to keep everybody in check. Um, can you go back to the biggest difficulty adjustments for me quickly? Were there any other big spikes to the downside? Look at those down yeah, so, spikes. What are those? Is, is that just yeah, they, in summer coming offline? Yeah, so that's June. That's uh, June, July. That's curtailment time. Um, yeah. Yeah. September. No, those uh, those were the deepest. The September, I don't recall why uh, 
quieter retreat. And then, you know, you see in January what I talked about earlier, that cold snap, right? That must also have been curtailment. Um, yeah, so there was curtailment in December and then uh, uh, like that impacted uh, the amount of hash rate online. And then in the this was the 3rd of January. So right after you saw the difficulty adjustment going down yeah. uh, because it's every two weeks that uh, you see... Uh, uh, a difficulty uh, adjustment. I think really it's only what other reasons are there for for a lot of hash rate coming offline other than power prices being elevated on the spot market and miners making more money selling it back to the grid. Um, yeah, I think, think uh, Black Swan events uh, like uh, like the, the China mining ban. Yeah, like that. Like yeah. if uh, all of a sudden, uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, 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 the new president of the United States decides to uh, to ban mining. Then, yeah, we'll see a, a big, uh, big, big decrease. And uh, and and uh, yeah, if if the halving impacts uh, the amount of hash rate online, then uh, it will also uh, have uh, have this yeah. uh, adjustment to the downside. Fair enough. All right, yeah. let's jump to ASIC prices. Yeah, so uh, uh, going into the ASIC market, uh, last year we, we saw historic low ASIC prices. Uh, in 2022, uh, prices came down very hard. Uh, in 2023, it was uh, slowing down a bit, but we kept on sliding to record lows. So we saw prices we haven't seen uh, ever before. Um, from the all-time high, you see that uh, the next generation, so the most efficient machines on the 25 joules per terahash, they, uh, they, they dropped 80%. So that's uh, your XP dropped 80% from the, from the day it uh, was launched. Uh, and then the rest of the models looking uh, at their all-time high and then the current price, uh, they all dropped 90% uh, or more. So uh, yeah, ASICs are, are very cheap. Uh, so I think... Uh, uh, it's a good time uh, to buy uh, to buy ASICs. Yeah, absolutely, buy ASICs, man. Now, I mean, no, no financial advice, of course. <laughs> never, never financial advice. But it's interesting. All these prices are um, are denominated in dollars per terahash, and you can go see them on on Lux's hash rate index if you want to follow this up afterwards. But this is a very, yeah. very, very important graph. I think one of the the most important ones out of for any anybody that wants to get started mining. What's so interesting is is what you're showing here, right? That that green box where the price differences are not actually that great between between the different generations. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll show that in a bit. Here, the green box also indicated that uh, it seems like uh, towards the end of the year we were trying, or the ASIC price were trying to set a floor, so we saw a slight increase. Uh, so. Uh, my expectations for 2024, or at least uh, the first few months, is that uh, we'll, we'll stay at these lower prices. We won't see a, a sharp decrease nor a sharp increase uh, in the coming months. Uh, around the halving, obviously, uh, there might be more uh, availability uh, on, 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 the, on the market, uh, which might in, impact uh, ASIC prices. Uh, but yeah, we're so uh, at such low prices uh, that there's not a lot of room to go uh, go down anymore. Let's say so. Uh, I think the biggest decline we uh, we is behind us. Mm -hmm. um, interesting to see in 2023 there was a decoupling between uh, Bitcoin price and ASIC prices. So uh, this chart shows uh, uh, the ASIC prices and the and the Bitcoin price as of 20, uh, 2020. Uh, and the ASIC prices really followed uh, the Bitcoin price. Uh, so you see the the, the highest uh, levels being reached around the market highs of uh, or the Bitcoin uh, all-time high. It dropped, uh, uh, ASIC prices dropped together with Bitcoin price in 2020. But in 2023, uh, Bitcoin price started to recover, but uh, the, the ASIC prices continue to slide. Uh, and the reason for that is that there's, there was a big influx of, of machines on the on the secondary market uh, due to defaults on uh, equipment loans and ASIC sales or asset sales and uh, corporate uh, bankruptcy. Um, so yeah, there's more supply on the spot market, uh, 
then there is demand, uh, and therefore uh, prices are still sliding despite uh, the, the increase in uh, uh, in uh, in Bitcoin. Do price. you think this will be decoupling with all the efficiency prices, or just for some? Because I don't, I know I think it's public that that uh, Bitfarms has like two hundred thousand M thirty miners warehoused or whatever that they. Uh, that they don't have space for. So what what I'm thinking might happen, Nico, is that you that you will see more efficient miners follow Bitcoin price more closely, where yeah, whereas the, the older machines will stay behind. Like you can always see it a little lag, right? So Bitcoin price will go up, then ASIC prices will go up. Bitcoin price goes down, yeah. ASIC prices go down, and so on and so forth. And now you see that decoupling then the last last bit of the graph that you're showing. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, there's an absolute yeah. oversupply I, of, of old gen machines. Yeah, I do think like at a certain point, like if that hash price does uh, explode to the upside because uh, um, deployments, uh, infrastructure cannot keep up with hash uh, or with the Bitcoin price, uh, it becomes more profitable again. And you might see uh, prices of, the, of these S19s and M30s uh, go up again, yeah. uh, just like the S9 did in the previous uh, bull market. So I think if uh, if uh, Bitfarms indeed is sitting on this uh, uh, batch of, uh, of M30s uh, or whatever model you mentioned just now, uh, like uh, it, it it might be a good time to uh, to just keep on sitting on, on those machines and wait for for the uh, later status of the of the bull market. Uh, before uh, selling those machines, because at a certain point, uh, yeah, these li less efficient machines uh, uh, will become uh, profitable again. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so we, we already touched briefly on the premium on the uh, next gen machines. So next generation is that under twenty five joules per terahertz, which is mostly the the N miner S nineteen XP. Uh, in 2022, when they were launched, they uh, they were going for a high premium, and even at the beginning of 2023, they uh, uh, had a premium of almost 21 dollars per terahash. If you compare it to the to the S19J Pro, uh, that uh, premium diminished throughout the year, um, and there's various reasons for that. Um, at first, miners uh, were paying a premium for those most efficient uh, machines because they were protecting themselves from further downsides. Like that was in 2022. The bottom was not in yet, and we didn't know where the bottom would be. So miners wanted to, uh, to, to protect themselves from further downsides uh, and were willing to pay a higher, uh, higher price for that. Um, and because of the, the shift in market sentiment and the shift in, in price action, uh, yeah, that, uh, that protection is no longer needed, let's say. Uh, next to that, there is also now more supply of those machines. So in 2022, uh, those machines just came to market and there was not a lot of supply. And now, now there's a lot of supply of these uh, machines. Uh, and finally, uh, uh, la later last year, so as of September, I believe, there were these announcements by uh, all the big manufacturers that... Uh, they were launching sub 20 joules per terahash machines. So uh, even more uh, uh, more efficient machines uh, are coming to market uh, or are uh, uh, in the market right now, uh, which impacts uh, that premium as well. So the uh, next uh, slide is about the estimated uh, dominance per ASIC miner. Again, this is from CoinMetrics. Uh, recommend to, uh, to visit their website uh, and check out their data. Um, here you can see all the, all the, the, the percentage uh, per model of miner. Uh, and uh, if you add up all the, the Bitmain uh, models, so that's the the S9, S17, S19, S19J Pro, uh, and those XPs, you can see that almost 75% of the network are Bitmain machines. So Bitmain is really, really dominant in the market. Um, MicroBT, the watch miners, uh, they are second uh, on the list uh, with almost 18%, uh, but it's a, it's a big gap, let's say. So uh, uh, Bitmain is very dominant. Um, 
you can also see here that uh, almost 70, 70, so 96.15% are uh, ASICs that fall in that category of 25 to 20, uh, 38 joules per tera hash. So a big part of the network, almost 70%, uh, yeah, are those uh, S19s, S19J Pros and the M50s, for example. Um, if you look at the top, you see in the uh, in green, you see that the S19 XPs, they um, they started uh, increasing uh, their contribution to the network uh, throughout 2023. So that's that deployment uh, that I referred to uh, earlier. And also interesting to see is that uh, S9 is still not dead. No, man. There's still S9s running. Are still kicking. Yeah. <laughs> still heating homes. Yeah, they're very popular <laughs> amongst uh, home miners. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, they're running think in, also, in like Venezuela and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, also popular to, uh, to, to play with because it's a low cost... Uh, to, yeah. to, to learn how to, how to work with miners. Yeah, absolutely. Where does this data come from, Nico? Like... Yeah, so I would recommend to check their website. Uh, they, they study, uh, they, I think it's believe the nonce. The nonce yeah. Like I'm not very techni yeah, technical, but it's, it's like the, I think it's a frequency or the voltage. No, There's I like think a it's certain frequency signature. that they measure. There's a certain signature to the nonce, and from that you can derive what yeah. machine produced it. Um, I need to have that guy. Yeah, so that's how they. How he did that. I know yeah, he was on the mining pod as well. Yeah, I uh, I'm not a technical, so I'm not the best person to explain it. But I love the results of that uh, yeah, analysis and the, and the data that you can derive no, from it. Yeah, uh, it's also interesting to see, like in those analysis, that uh, uh, machines come online before they're uh, available on on the market, right? So that means that manufacturers are testing or self-mining before uh, these, uh, these, yeah. So the, the S21s are probably uh, uh, on the network uh, already before they uh, hit the market. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, next slide shows a table uh, with different columns. The first column shows uh, electricity rates uh, going from one cent per kilowatt hour to nine cents. And then the columns next to that show different generations of uh, ASICs, right? So you have one column on the 25 joules per tera hash, uh, 25 to 38 joules per tera hash, 38 to 36, uh, and above, uh, mm -hmm. uh, oh, sorry, 68, and then above 68 joules per tera hash, which is your S9. Um, looking at this, this is uh, a table that was published by Blockware based on uh, CoinMetrics data. Uh, and public filings. Uh, I, uh, I updated it uh, towards the end of the year. They published it in, in April and I updated it in, in, uh, in the end of December. Um, uh, you can see that 15%, uh, so 1-5% uh, uh, of the network consists of the most efficient machines. Um, also interesting, if you go to the, to the last column where you see the total percentages, uh, there you can see that uh, almost 70% of the network are these uh, new generation models, so 25 to uh, 38 joules per tera hash, so that's your S19 and your M50. Um, yeah. And then 43.4% uh, oh no, uh, of the network is mining at 7 cents or higher. Uh, I was just going to ask you, sorry, before, point... before you go on, Nico, basically yeah. what, this, what this table shows is how how much of the network with what type mines at what electricity rate, right? Yeah. Do you know where they take the data for the electricity rate from? Yeah, so it's public filings and, uh, uh, and uh, hosting companies publishing their, uh, okay. uh, their fees. Right. It, it's, uh, I have to say it's estimation. I yeah, also posted it in the Telegram group. I got a remark about it. It's a, uh, it's an estimate, uh, estimation uh, and uh, and nothing more than that. But uh, uh, so there is no yeah, there is no central not, arbiter of truth, right, in the Bitcoin network. So all of this is really no, it, guesswork. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's compiled of other data that's <clears throat> publicly available. Yeah. Um, but I think this estimation does help you in in benchmarking where where are you? Should you be worried going to the halving? Yeah. Should you upgrade your fleet or not? I mean, as uh, you said, and... you know, 22 
plus 20% operating at 7 cents or 8 cents. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, so 40, 43% is mining at 7 cents or higher. So that's quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Right, um, so if you're below 7 cents, does that mean you're safe, Nico, in April? Yeah, I would say if you have a have a machine uh, like S nineteen or XP even or like a, an efficiency below thirty eight joules per terahash and you're below seven cents, uh, uh, yeah, there will be many before you that uh, will be mining at a loss. Let's put it like that. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So going to the next slide, uh, and this is uh, I think really one you should uh, see on uh, on YouTube and, uh, because it's difficult to explain but it's a, it's a table that shows on uh, on the y-ax uh, the the kilowatt hour price and then on the x-ax uh, the hash price uh, so the, the amount of dollars per petahash per day um, yeah taking that uh, into consideration that 34.8 percent uh, of the network are machines of 25 to 38 joules per terahash, mining at 7 or 8 cents. Uh, if you then look at this uh, range of 7, 8 cents um, for, for this, uh, this type of miner, uh, here I took a, a miner with a efficiency of 30.5 joules per terahash, uh, so a bit in the middle. Uh, you can see that uh, uh, with a 30.5 joules per terahash machine, which is a S19, uh, you break even around the, the $55 uh, per hash per day if you mine at 7 or $0.08. Cents. Mm -hmm. uh, and you said earlier that hash price now is uh, $78 um, uh, per petahash per day. So if the halving would happen tomorrow, uh, your uh, S19 will be underwater. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where do you see hash price going? After the halving, what do you I think? think? Well, if it, it, it will depend uh, on the transaction fees, obviously. Like, uh, I think uh, it's interesting to see how many people will compete uh, for uh, for that uh, inscription uh, right after the halving, which is a unique uh, moment to inscribe your uh, your uh, your ordinal, let's say, or, or whatever. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think if you look at last year, the higher end was uh, $80, uh, uh, $80 per petahash per day. So, uh, yeah, I personally would uh, uh, consider uh, 40, like slicing that in, in two, that you have $40, uh, $40 per petahash per day uh, and, and prepare for that, whether you... Uh, need to upgrade your fleet or prepare uh, financially to, to mine at a loss to survive that, uh, that difficult period. Uh, that's uh, up to each miner, of course. Um, you can also increase the efficiency of a part of your fleet or add new miners to your fleet so you increase the, the average uh, efficiency. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's key to survive those difficult months after the, uh, after the halving. Because uh, yeah, most of the money is made when, when Bitcoin goes parabolic, which is usually uh, uh, um, the, the end of the bull market. The later stages of the bull market usually uh, start like six to eight months after the halving. So uh, su surviving that difficult period in order to benefit uh, from the later stages uh, of the bull market uh, uh, is key. Because in, in a couple of months, uh, you will uh, make high returns uh, on your uh, uh, on your mining endeavor, so uh, yeah, unless you use but it's, hash it's, value as your baseline, then the, the the bull market doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, there's there's miners that mine for the assets uh, that don't look at dollar pricing. Mm -hmm. There's even uh, miners that prefer mining at a loss uh, <laughs> just to get the assets in. Uh, using their fiat uh, for electricity, but uh, yeah, I think it's up to each miner to determine what they uh, what they can handle, yeah, how risk averse they are, what their budget is to uh, to increase. Uh, but if you, I would say like uh, that, seven eight cent is really like also a hosting fee. You see a lot of retail miners 
housing it around that uh, uh, around that fee. If I was a, a retail miner, I would uh, contact my uh, host and ask if it would be possible to go into low power mode, for example, for those uh, months. Yeah, or send a new machine uh, and upgrade it. Yeah, if you have the if they have the budget for that, uh, then uh, yeah. Yeah, I like this slide a lot. But do we have? Yeah, there's a lot of information out in there. So yeah, yeah. yeah anybody again, anybody should should have a look at this and, and maybe if you're mining already, analyze your own your own situation, see where you are on the chart. But I understand you you have more, Nico, don't you? Yeah, well, uh, a couple of slides more. So uh, uh, looking at the trends in in uh, in the ASIC markets of last year. Uh, you could see that uh, uh, there was an increase in uh, hash rate output mm -hmm. uh, and power density. So in 2022, only two ASICs were launched, uh, which had more than 200 uh, terahash uh, per second. In 2023, uh, there were 10 new models that yeah. were launched with uh, over 200 terahash uh, per second. The Watch Miner uh, M63S Hydro at the highest uh, hash rate output of, uh, of 390 uh, tera hash. Uh, and um, yeah, it's also interesting to see that, uh, um, that the, the power density increases. So uh, there's hydro-cooled units that go as high as, uh, uh, as 7200 watts, uh, while a, a standard S19 goes at 3200 watts so it's uh, more than double um, i think for operators it's really important to consider these trends like uh, um, yeah prepare your infrastructure uh, in such a way so you can host uh, either hydro cooled or immersion cooled or uh, that you can at least uh, withstand a, a grow in power density right like if you have your rack space uh, and you have uh, all the models on there and newer models come in uh, that uh, uh, that your infrastructure is already uh, as prepared uh, as you can yeah. uh, so so you can absorb that uh, that increased power density other trends we saw well I mentioned it before that the uh, top three manufacturers announced sub 20 joules per terahash models uh, we also saw many hydro machines launched and also immersion-ready ASICs. So ASICs that have like a, a handle so you can pull it out of the oil easily uh, or that have the, the fans uh, re removed already or no stickers. Uh, so you don't need to remove the stickers before you dunk them into the oil. The oil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I think uh, you see a couple of form factors that... Uh, that, uh, that are interesting and, and more um, tailored towards the, the infrastructure, let's say. Yeah, we also have more competition, um, which is great. Epic World Chain, Dizio Miner, or Dean coming. I'm excited for that. Yeah, so, so last year we saw Epic and uh, Desiree Miner and also uh, uh, Oradine, uh, or however you pronounce it, <laughs> uh, uh, coming into the news that they launched uh, A6. Mm -hmm. um, it is a very competitive space, and as you saw, like Bitmain really dominates uh, the space. So uh, yeah. it's uh, it's going to be tough for those companies. But what I do like to, uh, is that they are are very innovative. Uh, you see, uh, Desiwe Miner, for example, with uh, um, with uh, miners that can go in high and lower power modes, already uh, uh, providing a, a hash rate range, let's say. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also having a display with uh, information like uh, power usage, uh, uh, hash rate, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and Epic and uh, Oradine are uh, located in North America. So that's also interesting to see that uh, uh, ASIC miners are being designed and, uh, uh, and assembled in, in Northern America. Much needed, um, yeah. So that, yeah, well, yeah, that's, uh, I think, a positive development. Oh, and and that's it. Um, yeah, well, I that's lifted it. up my table. Yeah, I think I think we, yeah. we've so, given a very thorough overview. Yeah, the, um, there's more insights into the, in the report. So I compare uh, return of investment between machines. I give an overview of the new ASICs that were released. Also look into hash rate distribution and and, and mining pools. 
and energy usage and i have some 2024 outlooks yeah so uh, yeah as you said it's to, available uh, to... for download we'll, we'll definitely put the the link uh in the in the show notes and make sure that it's it's very accessible for everybody there's a huge amount of knowledge in there we've only scratched the surface uh i feel like having skimmed through it and i know how much work this is so so i appreciate uh the the thorough review of 2023 nico is there anything that i have not asked you that you wish i had no yeah i think for today we covered it all yeah. we'd love to come back maybe uh, after the halving in uh, half a year see uh, see what happens then uh, uh, where our thoughts are uh, if yeah yeah uh, yeah, I think the having is end of April, but uh, no, a query review will be uh, will be great. Yeah. yeah. Before I let you go, Nico, very briefly, does Bitcoin consume enough energy or not? Yeah, you asked me this question last time. I don't recall very well what I answered, but uh, uh, I think uh, it consumes sufficient uh, energy at the moment to 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 secure the network. But uh, there's a lot of strand, stranded and wasted energy out there that uh, can be monetized. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to see uh, see that uh, more and more that uh, miners go there where uh, artists can't, where there's supply but no demand. So that's, uh, that's what I hope to see. Where can people follow you, Nico? Where do they find you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter, uh, smithnico, at smithnico. So that's S-M-I-D-N-I-C-O. Or on LinkedIn, I became more more active since the algorithm on on Twitter doesn't like me that much. I switch a bit to uh, to LinkedIn, uh, Nico Smith. Uh, and uh, if anything, just go to uh, to my website, uh, digitalminingsolutions.tech. Lovely guys. If you learned something new, if you took something away from this, you know what to do. Um, follow the show. Ask us all the questions. That's what we here. That is what we're here for, right? So, so any any feedback is appreciated. Give me constructive feedback as well on the show while we can still improve. I think this will be the fifth episode released. Um, and yeah, let me let me know what you think, guys. If you again learn something new, you know what to do. And I'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> 